I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your freedom coach, and I'm fiercely passionate about helping you become an empowered woman. As a life coach, author, pastor, emotional and spiritual wellness advocate, I'm here to help you realize your true dreams, craft your master plan, and coach you to fulfill it with ferocious execution. As a survivor of childhood trauma, I know what it takes to overcome obstacles, fears, and insecurities, and I'm here to help you do the same. But I don't do it alone. I bring the sisterhood on to share their journey in this mad voyage called life so that you can glean from the boldest, bravest, and grittiest adventurous who are living out their dreams. Join us. Today's show is sure to change your life. So stay tuned because it's... It's time to join the Freedom Girls Sisterhood with your Freedom Coach, John Scott it's time to join Freedom Girl Sisterhood with your freedom coach, Don Scott Damon. Well, hey, everybody, this is Don Scott Damon. I am your freedom coach, and I pray that you are experiencing amazing freedom in Jesus. Don't ever waste the blood of Jesus Christ. You know he spilled it just for you. So we pray that you are walking in faith and walking in freedom, girls. I got the sisterhood with me today. Hey, sister. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Do that sister thing that you do. Hey, sister. Sister Dawn. Sister Jesus loves you. Jesus <laughs> loves you too, sister. I'm so glad to have you with me, Miss Wanda. You doing well today on this Monday morning? It, it's, yeah, well, you know, it's Monday morning. <laughs> I say it every week. We say that um, every week. You know, before we like get ahead, I, I wanted to remember to say something when we came oh, on, and that yeah. was that. Uh, I really, really like highly recommend the Abiding in the Vine Bible studies on Thursdays that you're doing. It was fabulous, Dawn. Thank you so much. Yeah, for the listeners, we are doing a Bible study on Thursday mornings, EST, Eastern Standard Time, at 9 a.m. and then at 7.30 p.m. on Thursdays. And yes. we're having a great time. It, really it, rich, really good group of people. I took like four pages of notes. Really, yeah. really, really good. Really good stuff. Really Thanks. simple, really basic stuff kind of we need to get back to. Um, right. I, do, I always love it as, as, a, as a Bible teacher when people say, this is so simple. This is so simple. I'm like, um, yeah, yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> yeah. Really good. I'm really just rich. a simple kind of girl. What can I say? But no, you know what? The gospel of Jesus Christ. It's so simple and profound at the same time. Amen. Right. That's right. Hey, and speaking of profound, we got an amazing guest with us today and I can't wait to bring her on. She's completely over the top styling. She's got the coolest hat, but okay. Hello. I know. Right. But, um, let me say, let me tell you what she says about herself. Her name is Tamara Andress. And she says this, I am a faith based woman's entrepreneurial coach. So see, I love her already. Come on with the coaches. She's a podcaster, author, and retreat host. She says, I'm a wife and mama of two and a certified ordained minister. Praise the Lord. Her heart is to see women rise up and claim their God-given destiny and their God-gifted passions in order to walk out their purpose in freedom. This is sounding so familiar. We- uh, hello. Sounds just like you. Ultimately making the kingdom impact while generating wealth 
Now, is that not cool? Helping women generate wealth by making a kingdom impact at the same time with their own unique imprint on it. Let's give a big welcome and a sisterhood welcome to Tamara. So fun. It's always so interesting to hear people repeat things that you are, but I mean, I've written that and shared that, but when you hear it back, it's, it's a beautiful thing to know the alignment of sisters. And I love that Wanda said that it sounds like you because we talked before about how sometimes you can feel that as like a competitive nature to say, oh wait, this person's doing, she's already done all of those things. But the beauty and back to the word simplicity of Jesus and the intent of each of our imprints on the, on the kingdom is that he needs more of us to be doing the same things in order to make these huge waves and these huge impacts for him. So I am honored to even be considered under that wing of Miss Dawn. And I'm also really looking forward to coming and tuning into this Thursday morning or Thursday night uh, Bible study. I've heard this is like the third time I've heard about it. So that means God is summoning me. <laughs> So you know mm -hmm. how it is when God speaks in threes, right? That's like the yes. numbers. So you better get yourself there. I'm there. I'm there. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I'm there. <laughs> we would love having you. But you're a Bible teacher yourself and an ordained minister. But I love your passion for women. And that's what that's what drew my heart to you. Why I said you're just perfect for being on the Freedom Girls. Because we're all about women empowerment and entrepreneurial spirits to release and unleash our gifts. What's the most passionate thing that you do when you're coaching women? Um, is it helping them find their identity or their unique imprint? Or what do you see in the ministry? I think my favorite thing is when women have this uh, aha moment of alignment and realizing so often that we are segmented as a culture and told to show up as certain parts of ourselves in different places. So you go to church being the spiritual being, you go to the gym being the physical being, you go maybe to your therapist and you're just working on your mindset. And then you have this coach or the place that you show up from nine to five and it's your business hat. And then you have your mom hat. And so my desire for women is to break that nonsense because we should be showing up as our whole self every place that we go. And when you realize that there is an alignment of the power of bringing your mental self, your physical being, your spiritual self, your passion, I call them passionistas, your passionista component to the plate, people are wowed by that because your inner light is actually ignited at that alignment point. And so whether it's at the very beginning where they're kind of uncovering who I am and who does God really want me to be in this great big world, or they've already been on the journey of entrepreneurship for years, and yet they feel stuck by a limiting mindset or something that has them in this holding point where when they can put that alignment piece in, they feel freedom in the act of just doing what they already know they're good at and what God has already gifted them to do. It's so good. And it's so true that we aren't always integrated as women, that we have all these different hats that we wear as you speak about it. And we are not as compartmentalized as men are. They really just get in a basket, so we're told with science. And but women, you know, we've got all of these things going on all at once. And I think that there are many layers for women where we're challenged by this, what the world says that we're supposed to be. 
the world says we have to be this kind of a career person, this kind of a mom, or we have to have this kind of a body. We have to have this kind of a look. And so we're, I, I feel like a lot of times as women, we're always disqualifying ourselves as being someone that God could use or being a voice, or we dismiss the gifts that we do possess and minimize ourselves and say, well, I'm, you know, I just do this. I think we should get the word just out of our vocabulary. You're not just Good idea. that, right? I totally Amen. Agree. I totally agree. And I think often it's this like stigma that like the highlight reel that you hear so often about people showing up in the one facet of who they are here. I'm an influencer here. I'm a mommy blogger. And I, this is the encouragement that I always have women like come as your whole self. If today is a bad day and you're just, you're not out of sorts. I want to know that just as much as I want to know that you just had a win in your wealth journey, in your spiritual life, in your marriage, in a relationship. And so a lot of times the meetings that I have in group coaching is often how I integrate with women on the first time is, you know, they're expecting to come with this empowerment and these mindset tricks and these business growth strategies. And we leave crying and like hugging and in tears because there's like, I want to see you and God wants to see you. And so just like we can't compartmentalize for him because he were fully known we shouldn't do that in the other areas of our life one because it becomes exhausting because basically you're wearing a mask you're shielding yourself the other parts of who you are when you're showing up in this capacity so if you go to my instagram or you go to a lot of the instagrams that i follow it's all about authenticity and vulnerability and transparency into this is my real life you're going to see me on there in my you know, morning get up or lack thereof. And you're going to see me in my fun hat in the evening. You're going to see me with my kids. You're going to see me with my husband. You're going to see me like girl boss is so much more than you showing up in your blazer. Right. That's so great. I love that. So those are three words. Let's say them again, authenticity, vulnerability, and transparency. And those are great words and they sometimes they bring a little trepidation to women when they hear them because what if i show you who i am and i'm not good enough or i get rejected or what if i show you who i am and i get judged or i feel shame and and and, and isn't it true you know when adam and eve fell away from the grace of god and all that happened in the garden first thing they wanted to do was cover themselves you don't always want to be fully known. I'm embarrassed of who I truly am. How do you coax women out of their shell when you say you leave crying? Is it a process? It is. It is. And I feel like there's always a moment for the different women, right? Some women come in and they're ready to bear it all. And just being in a room with faith-based women who are there praying alongside them, they lose it because they don't have that in other capacities of life. Or there's the church going gal who's been doing this her whole life. She's the best prayer. She's got all of those things. She can check all those boxes and it doesn't happen till like meeting three where she's like, okay, these girls are real. And the biggest way to coax people out is to share your story, yeah. which Don, you and I have done multiple times, but to do it in the capacity that we've done recently with these other women alongside the She Writes uh, for Him book. It's, it's the net takes it to the next level because someone sees the real you and they have only the desire to be the real them in that moment. 
Yeah, that's so powerful. So Wanda comes on the show with me every Monday and she's just kind of my sidekick or maybe I'm really her sidekick, truth be known, but <laughs> we kick it together anyway. But, but what I love about Wanda is Wanda is in journey as we all are. But Wanda just started her journey. So I've been in healing as a, as a survivor of childhood abuse and um, divorce and different things in my life. I've been in journey for multiple years, but Wanda's a little earlier and fresher in her journey. And that's what I love that she's willing, um, put you on the spot here a minute, Wanda, but you're willing to come out there and tell your story. Before the watching world, you've lost 100 pounds, is it now? Or... 195 pounds. <laughs> pounds. And we'll be talking about stuff like we're doing right now, Tamara. And she'll be going, okay, hold it. Cause you know what? No, cause women are scary and I'm not telling them anything. Now, I don't know how you feel about that now, Wanda. Are we women still scary? Less so. <laughs> Honestly, less so. Yes. Still scary. But yes, still scary. For me, yes. But um, that is not the case for a lot of people, you know, but, uh, but it's so, it's so different than it was. And you know that, I mean, yeah, um, I, I know it too. It's just, um, yeah, I, I'm certainly not, not unwilling at all to share my story. It's out there, you know, and that's yeah. what I talk about. So I'm always willing to sit, talk about that. I don't know. I'm so much like excited or willing to talk about me today <laughs> as I am my story. Yeah. You know, my story tells you I'm much better today than I was back then, but I don't know, like, I don't like to like start out with, you know, so like in my life today. Right. You know, um, except when I'm talking about how far God's brought me, that's really the only thing we're talking about. That's so good. You know, that, and that's the thing that really matters. Um, so there's not a lot to talk about except that one thing, you know, that God's brought me this far and it's way different than it used to be. Yeah. Well, you, you were in um, Christian entertainment and an amazing singer, but you saw a lot of things. And so when we talk about sometimes I'm keeping it on the real here, but we talk about Christian women being a safe place, but you saw the underbelly, if you will, of, of some of the, the shadow side of, of Christian yeah. ministry. And so, you know, wow, gosh, there is a lot of judging and there is a lot of competition and it, it can be pretty yucky. And, yeah. um, so <laughs> yeah, right. And so then you have people saying to you, okay, but this is a safe place. Let's go ahead and open up and share. And, um, you're learning, you're learning now that no, there really, there really is a place where women can come together and find mutual love and empowerment from one another. Yeah. And, and a part of self-care is figuring out who those safe people are. That's the process of, you know, you don't go and just give your junk to everybody or to give, not give your junk, but the stuff you hold dear, especially you don't just throw it out there for everybody, you know? So it's a process to learn those things too. So. Yep, absolutely. That's but there right. are certainly one of these places and you know, Don, you're one of those places for me. So, you know, I found out I'm learning those things through you and other mentors, women. So there are safe places. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think that's a really powerful thing to say, Wanda, because people do, and especially if you're a girl's girl, I remember prior to being in my faith to the extent that I am now and understanding a relational God or even having a relationship with myself as a woman, I was recruited with a snap bid, which is like you don't go through the process of going into a sorority. They basically, after the week of like, showing yourself and meeting people. They come to you afterwards and say, hey, we've got a spot for you. We really want you in our sorority. And I I was into other things and I was like, I am not a girl's girl. Like I am a guy's girl. I go out and hang out with the dudes. There's problems with that I found later. But at the time I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, sure, I'll show up. So I walk into this room with 300 women and I immediately was like, Oh wow, I shielded immediately. I I am pretty boisterous and outspoken when it comes to being a guy's girl and being with other people. And when I went into that space, I remember just being like, this is not for me. And I always have reverted back to that moment. And I didn't follow through with even being in the organization. And I just thought it was because I didn't like the vulnerability. I didn't like the emotion is what we called it at the time because it seemed like it was not a positive thing to be an emotional girl, right? Well, God made us emotional. He wants us to feel all the feelings and be able to walk those things out in order to come into community deeper with other women, deeper even with men in the sense of the safe space of men. Like my husband didn't even know me as the emotional being that I was until almost seven years into our relationship because I masked it all. I hid it. I suppressed it because I wanted to be lovey and happy and, you know, happy go lucky all the time because guys don't like girls like that. And so I always go back to that moment because now being a coach for a bunch of women, I'm sitting in a room with these women. I'm like, I would have never put myself in this place circa, you know, 10 years ago. And now it is one of the most sacred spaces that I have in my life, but it takes people who are cultivating a safe inner circle for you to be able to just walk into those places and just share it all because people still can use that against you. I've come to a place where I am comfortable and confident in my story because I've seen the change agent that it's provided other people, the redemption that God provides through that hurt and brokenness. So it's interesting that you say that, but you're so right. It's not something you just go out on the first date and share all your wounds, right? <laughs> right, we just don't always put it all out there. And I think, too, that when women do come together and when we bond together, that we are creating what the Proverbs 31 woman is altogether. Whenever I read that chapter of Proverbs 31 woman, she does this and then she does that and she does this and she does that. And I'm thinking, how can you in one lifetime even ever be this woman? But it is when the sisters come together and we integrate and we share that I think we we come together, we create that complete Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I, yeah, I think God created us, especially as women. You know, we need friends. We need the sisterhood. I have um, 11 grandchildren and... I got three little grand boys that are all cousins, but they're all the same age. And then I got three little girls uh, that are all the, about the same age. And I, and I listen to their stories and the, the boys are jumping off my furniture and they're blowing things up and they're tackling each other and they're banging their heads together 
but the girls, they're playing house or dolls and they're giving everybody a role and they're writing the script and they're, and they're, it's all verbal and all this deep conversation. And the boys are just making. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And then we, we grow up and we move away from that and we lose some of that. Um, Tamara, what's your, when you work with women to find their unique imprint and create wealth, talk to us about that. What does that mean? Yeah, so I believe that we are already given the resources that God would have us to leave this lasting imprint in the world. And so often our limiting factors that you hear first out of the gate are, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, I don't have the money. And I believe wealth is so much more than those things. Wealth is established not just with the green, but it's established in your home. It's established in that first ministry. It's established within. And Wanda mentioned that self-love. It's the self-identity piece of understanding not only who you are individually, but who he sees you as. And if you do a storyline, kind of like a journey map is what I like to call it, and you go back to the first decade, the second decade, the third decade, the fourth decade, every part of your life, and you watch the highs and lows, whether it's a high that is just a mile mark or a milestone, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's the birth of your child, or you see a low, maybe it's that brokenness, the divorce, the abuse, the hurt, wherever it is, you will see this silver line that follows you the whole way. And that's Jesus, because he's using all of those spaces, all of those places to bring them together. And I always believe in that aha moment that for such a time as this, that this is the moment where he is saying, I did all of that. I was with you in all of that, that I can use all things for good. And your way of now providing wealth, not only to yourself, but to the world and to the kingdom is to give back all the things that I've taught you. So people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm not an entrepreneur. And I had plenty of women who were like, I want to be in your circle of influence, but I don't want to start a business. And I'm like, that's fine. No problem. Come on out. I'm happy to have you. They'll come out and you can ask them today. They had no idea that entrepreneur would ever be a part of their life. They now are financial coaches for women in husbands and helping them budget. They now are starting their own podcast to share their story and share the stories of other people because of the family dynamics that have emerged. So I don't necessarily think that every woman has to be an entrepreneur, quote unquote, don't run away from that word. But I, every woman is intended to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And if you read that, that scripture, those scriptures, it is amazing. Most of you already are doing it. And you just haven't put that word to the test, but it's true. And so now taking that and what you do on a consistent basis, God wants us to be wealthy in yes, money, because money provides gifts to other people, blessings to other people, but it's not about having all of the money in the world. It's about using what you have, the resources already gifted, already within you and making an impact in the world. Yeah, exactly. That's the story of the widow who had the cruise of oil or the she gathered up all of the jars and, and the prophet said to her, you know, what do you have in your house, right? What do you have? And I remember many, many years ago now, I was a young woman in the ministry. I was married and I had three children already, but I was uh, barely in my 30s. I had three kids by 26. 
And so I, I might've been 28, 29, I don't know. But there was a woman evangelist who was preaching on that sermon about how the widow had the, the oil and she kept saying, just bring me another jar, bring me another jar. And then when the last jar came, the oil ran, stopped running. But the Holy Spirit spoke to me and he said that I would live off of the oil and because that's how the widow, she, she went and sold the oil and she lived off of the proceeds. And I knew what God meant. I knew the oil meant the ministry and that I knew I was not to go get a secular job, that I was going to live off of the anointing oil of the call of God to be in the ministry. And the Lord has always provided through that way. But that's what's inside of me. That's what he put inside of me. Ability to teach the word of God, ability to coach and counsel women and men and marriages. And at first I, I was thinking I didn't have any skills. You know, I don't sew, I don't cook. I'm not an artist, you know, I sing here and there, but uh, yeah, I'm an author. But, but I started, I had to get inside of me and find what it was. What was the gift that was in my house? What's in my temple? What's inside of me that, that God has uniquely gifted me? I don't have what everyone else has, but I have what I have. And um, is there a certain, you, so you talked about um, using the decades and that's one skill, one tool. Is that one of the ways you extract Absolutely. Yeah. So you realize those highs and the lows and you realize the, the passion points that are super ingrained in you because of those highs and lows. And so sometimes people are like, I am really passionate against abuse, but they don't want to be a doctor or be a therapist because they get into that place and the empathy thing is constantly being drawn out of them. So sometimes those passion points, highs and lows aren't where you want to go. But a majority of time, if you can link them all together, you notice just like your little granddaughters who are probably there's one of them that's all about the outfits, right? She's coming up with the fashion of what they're wearing. Then there's the other ones who are the builders. And so you'll see these prevalent throughout your life in such an incredible way when you take that hindsight 2020 experience and say, what was God doing all along? And so then you can put all those pieces together and realize that you have purpose in those little things. So maybe you do have a gift that's tangible. Maybe your grandma taught you to knit and that becomes very visible to you. But I think often, like you're saying, Don, women think that because they don't have that artistic ability or that singing ability, that they're limited in what they're able to do or able to provide other women. But in fact, it's more about the knowledge brokerage right? It's about what have you attained over the course of your life in order to share with someone else. And you can do that without all of the glitz and glamour. You know, we get stuck in this concept of imposter syndrome to say, I don't have the doctoral degree. I don't have, even before I had my ordination license, I'm not a minister of the gospel. I can't share the ministry with anyone. I can't share what God's done in my life without knowing every single Bible verse in the Bible. I still don't know every single Bible verse in the Bible. So don't come asking for it from me. But you know, there are people who have that ability and it's a natural tendency for them to be able to just recite. And I'm, that's so powerful. That's not me. 
And I love that that's them. And so drawing those things out of people, it is a process. And I actually just designed uh, the Roots and Wings God Dream Design course. And the intent of this process is the same process I walked through. You said Wanda's like in her journey. We're all in our journey. And the beautiful thing about this is as God continued to infiltrate his vision for me, it was done in a very... I said vision. It's, it was done in a very visual experience because that's the way that God and I communicate through prayer is he shows it. I go for it. He shows it. I go for it. He closes it. You better run away because yeah. if you go for it, there's a problem. And so I am, I help women unpack this process six, eight weeks, as long as they need. It took some of these women that I'm telling you about a year to really say, she is talking to me. This is something that God's called me to. And it is so sometimes suppressed and ingrained because of all the people in your life that haven't trusted you or that you haven't trusted or they've shut you down. And I, I want to bring that out of women to say that you have a voice and you are worthy and you are powerful in your innate abilities. You don't need to run after the certification, not to say those aren't important because they are, but not the sole premise of you being able to provide a ripple effect to the kingdom. Right. And I think for what you were saying, it's such a different day to day too, because everyone has some gift or knowledge that God has given you that we wouldn't think, because you're right, it's not the flashy, shiny stuff. But like I was speaking to Wanda last week, Wanda's been a radio producer for years and years and years. She's been a publicist for years. She helps with book launches. And I said, you know, you might not think that helping someone launch their book is a gift, but that's knowledge that somebody wants. That's a three-day seminar or that's a, that's a whatever it is, but you know how to have a successful book launch. That's something that people want to learn. That's a deposit that's inside of you that God has given you. I know how to plant a church. I know how to, the steps of healing from sexual abuse or I know how to, what so many of the different things that maybe it is. Um, that's, the, that's what today that people are seeking for, especially as we sit here right now in this COVID-19. Um, the discovery process, though, takes time because I think most of us, or many of us anyway, are much better at saying what we're not good at, what we don't have, what we don't possess, or we're really great at saying what we're sick of and we're, what we don't want to do. But to get that picture of where we do want to go, what we do see for a few, what we'll be willing to dream about and believe God about, that you become what you believe, you become what you behold. So let's get a different picture. Let's stop thinking about what you were and the labels that you have and all of the, I can't, I can't, I can't, I won't, I never will. That's all in the back, right? And so so good. It's so good. And I think like, who doesn't want to stay in there like God dream, right? I mean, you think about when you're sleeping and you have that moment where you're like, wow, I want to stay here. And then it's like time and you see the sun coming up and you're like, wait, I want to stay right here because I don't even want to deal with this day. I don't want to go to my nine to five. I don't want to wake up and be a homeschool mom again. Mm -hmm. Like there's all these different thoughts that go through your head. But what if in that moment he's showing you something beyond just the stagnancy of you sitting in bed dreaming, but instead he's showing you where he would love for you to be, where he promises you that you can go. And so it's just a matter of uncovering 
what is true in your life and what you already are doing and how you can align those. And I love Wanda, you were saying too about like this physical journey you've been on. And I said at the very beginning that mind, body and soul alignment, the amount of women that are hindered based on that space of saying, I'm not healthy, so I'm not worthy. Right. It is so incredibly powerful when they can break the chains of that to say, I have power because God has given me the power. And now in this new wholeness, in this new place of health, you thrive in other places because there's a new sense of ownership in the body, in the vessel that God wants you to use. So mm -hmm. I kudos to you, sister. Like that is such a journey. I'm so proud of you. And that's going to be you. such a testimony for other women. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's definitely a journey. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm so, so grateful though. You know, it's, I mean, I can do things like walk upstairs and walk up, you know, Dawn knows. It's been a, I couldn't do that. I used to be on oxygen 24 seven. You remember that Dawn? Yes, I do. I remember the first time I met you, you were dragging your oxygen tank with you and um, life expectancy was very, very short, but not today. Yeah, Got girl. Great thing. Okay. So amazing. And, um, you know, here's the thing too, um, Tamara and Wanda, I should be called Donda cause you all, your names all end with an A. So, <laughs> <laughs> but funny. I, it, not only do we tap what's inside of us and, and allow our journeys and the things that we've learned along life's way. And I would like to say that there were only maybe three or four decades to my my journey map, but it's quite more lengthy than that. But if it were not for a vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ, healing the inside, the outside could find all kinds of success. I could find all kinds of things that I'm good at and wonderful things. Wanda, you've got an amazing singing voice. You could have done all kinds of things in your career. Um, I sing. I could have, but yes, you with do. That, and I love your voice. So stop it. I sing a little bit. You're great at it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I love singing with you. I do. Too. Yeah, I knew too. But um, if it were, if we did not have a living relationship with Jesus Christ inside, we still wouldn't be satisfied, would we? No, that's so true and so necessary to like unpack that part of it. That's that spiritual well-being. That's that understanding of the relational being that he is. And I also believe that when you come into the relationship of Jesus Christ and understanding how much he loves you and how much he's there for you so consistently, you start to turn your palms from clenched fist on what I, I have because of all the things that I don't have. And you start opening your hands to other people. This is when I started opening my eyes to the fact that I needed a community of women. I needed people to link arms with. And it's not about growing based on that, again, the secular mindset of growing. It's about growing because you they help you emerge into the best person that God would have you be. They call out the things in you when you don't see them in yourself mm -hmm. because they believe and know what God says about you. And so again, back to that inner circle, equipping your inner circle with the people who know you, even in spite of yourself, who they don't need you to say who they are. They don't need you to read a bio statement. They can say, I know you're worthy. I know you're a princess in his court. 
I know you are called because we are, we all are. So I think that's my favorite role to play for the, for women is to say, I'm going to encourage you out of your comfort zone. So I have a question for you too. Um, a lot of times I hear in my coaching, women say, I don't do group co coaching necessarily, but one-on-one -on -one and, and they're like, I don't know how to find friends. When you say equip your circle, you're saying intentionally build a circle around you. How do you do that though? What if women don't want to come into your circle? Suggestions, thoughts. Yeah, I think you show up to the places that you know there are going to be women with that ability. And you don't show up with like, I want to be a best friend. I've had this conversation a lot actually with women and they're like, I really just want a best friend. I see you and your best friend. And like, I want that. I'm like, well, first off, like we're not best friends from forever. We only came into community when God brought us to each other's circles. And that was within the church. I was at every Bible study. I was at everything that had Jesus or God related to it because I couldn't go to the places that I was hanging out before because those people didn't exist. So first and foremost, I had to shed myself of what my current inner circle was and who was in that current inner circle to make way for the people that God wanted me to be in community with. And that so was hard. Losing weight in a whole different way. Yes, right. girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 1000%. And that, that was 100% where my heaviness was because you hopefully have heard you are the five people that you surround yourself with. And so think about those people and think, are they the people I want to be or the person that God's calling me to be? Because if they're not, it's not to say that they aren't loved and they aren't worthy and they aren't called because they too are. But when you come into the awareness of that, you better answer to Jesus. I told you about that closed door. You better walk because he's going to continue to push you and guide you. And that was the place I wanted to be. So again, instead of closed hands, I walked into place open handed, asking and hoping that God was going to bring me into community with people that I needed. And when you're in a space of desire, not because of want, because you want to gain something, but because you want to give something, God's going to give that space to you. Mm -hmm. I wanted so desperately to give of myself because I had nothing, I had nothing there to hold on to or clinch fist with. Mm -hmm. And so I had nothing but gaining at that point in my life. And I'm grateful that he showed up. So I hear you saying some of the steps are, first of all, being willing to shed the inner circle that we have if it doesn't serve us well, if it's not who God has called us to be. Not everybody gets to contribute their ingredient to my recipe. I have to qualify those that are going to pour into my life. And so it may not be an inner circle. They may have a space in a, in a, in a larger place, but in this inner circle where I'm being shaped and formed because I'm opening up, I'm doing the three, I'm being transparent, I'm being authentic, I'm being authentic, yep. authentic and transparent. You got it, girl. And I'm being vulnerable. Yeah, so much. <laughs> um, so we shed that and then we avail ourselves to the opportunities that are there. Get in a church where there is a healthy group of women and a Bible study or other um, gathering events. Now, right now that's tough, but I bet there's a lot of women's groups who are going online 
And mm -hmm. that's what we're doing here today. We're providing a small group, if you will. Tell us a little bit more about your God Dream Design course, because it seems to fit in here right now. Do you offer a space such as this for uh, women who want to bring on a coach in their life? Yeah, and so this is the perfect opportunity and time for people to be doing this. And I didn't intend for it. Again, just like our book, like we didn't plan for it to come out the time that it did. It was just so perfectly timed. So being in this place where I've been building this course for over four and a half years, really, but designing the online space for the last six is this is a place where women are coming to unpack what it is that God has placed on their heart. And being in that vulnerable space with other women allows you to thrive because they too are there with a desire to give and a desire to receive, not from you, but from Jesus himself, because that's where the prayers are around. That's where the motivation is around, where I keep our focus on that mind, body, and soul alignment so that you aren't going and doing and filling your mind with other things. You want to talk about like inner circle beyond just people. What do you listen to on the radio? What are you reading? What are you Netflixing these days? You know, we're constantly bombarded with things that want our attention to be in our inner circle, but it is up to us to create a barricade of Jesus and Jesus God-fearing people who are like, not, you're not coming in her realm. You need to stay out. And so it's very uh, intentional in the way that it was designed for you to stay focused and stay ingrained because there's women who are going to come alongside you who I have been coaching for more than a year who are ready to link arms with you and say, we've got you, we see you, we're going to encourage you through this process. So you're not doing it alone, even though it might feel like a big uh, jump of faith into a space that's unknown for you. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So we're talking about women empowerment today. We're talking about coming together with the sisterhood. We're talking about letting God use our stories of where we've been to help us through a discovery process to find out where he might have us go. What do we see for our future? What do we believe? Like Tamara said, in the wee hours of the morning when you're waking, what's in your spirit and soul? And you're really actually enjoying it. If you could just savor it for a few more moments, you don't want to open your eyes and face the day because somehow that slips away. How do we capture that? All great discussion. You alluded to just a moment ago that the book that we just um, were both a part of, we have to just um, put this up here just for a second. It's called She Writes for Him, Re Stories of Resilient Faith. And we're both a contributor to this, Tamara and Dawn, Scott Damon. In this, there's your <laughs> Oh, Wanda, I, I wish you had yours. But these are available at Redemption Press. Um, how did you, what did, tell the readers what you wrote about and why you wrote it? Yeah, so I was in the story uh, or the chapters around shame. And this was that breaking point for me, the place where I came to realization of everything that I had suppressed for so long. Uh, I was married, I had kids at this point, and I had an aha moment on my, you mentioned it before, Don, on my entrepreneurial path in the secular world. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the, you have abilities, and God, you'll, you, you can use them for the enemy, 
or you can use them for good. And, and that's the, the turning point that I hope a lot of people are ready to say yes to the, that God dream versus what they're doing maybe currently. But anyway, I was on that path of, of CEO positions and achieving and suppressing and wearing the mask and my highlight reel was real good and it all came tumbling down. And I had a choice within my marriage. I had a choice as a mother. I had a choice as a child of God to see and find out who I was. And I took about an 18-month sabbatical from a lot of my jobs, minus wife and mom. And I, I discovered the fact that I was a daughter. And I did this in a, in a way through therapy, which I 1,000% think is necessary if you are walking through any sort of um, need-based uncovering process. There is such power in this place where people, they're not even honestly doing a lot, to be honest. They just probe you with like a question and then you talk for an hour about yourself. And through this process, I uncovered the fact that I had been uh, sexually abused when I was about three or four years old. To date, we don't know exactly when it happened, but we know where I was and the memories flooded me. And in that time, I realized how it played out almost in a movie line. It felt like I watched my story unravel. This is why that happened. This is why this happened. This is why this happened. This is why I was a guy's girl. And, you know, I came into this understanding again while married. Imagine uncovering something, what felt so shameful about myself when I had eyes on me, so close on me, when I was sleeping and shaking and convulsing in the middle of the night, I wanted to let go of all of it. And in that time is when God stopped me dead in my tracks, lift, literally, I remember him like lifting my chin to the light and saying, daughter, you are mine and you are called and you are worthy. And it was about a four year unpacking process of all of that. I still do it. Girl, Wanda, you're talking about journey. We're all on the journey. And so each time that I have an opportunity to share and each time I have the opportunity to journey map my life, I now don't just see those lows as lows. I see them as resting places for where God met me. And I see him in the rooms that the things happen that I wish didn't happen. And I have a daughter now that I can impart such hope to. And so your story is so purposed and God didn't rip my dreams of entrepreneurial journey away from me. He didn't rip the tools. Instead, he said, let's build this the way I always intended. Yes. And so that's where I am now. And I want other women to have that aha moment that they are so gifted in their natural abilities. And God has been there alongside their journey the entire time, regardless of your faith, regardless of where your belief system was, he's going to interject. If you just open your palms and you say, I need help. Mm-hmm. Well said and beautiful. And um, Wanda, you too, you know, uh, you just got done with a writer's conference. You're the, you're one of the founders of the writer's conference and you've written your book. Tell us a little bit about your book, Love Letters from the Edge. Um, yeah, so um, it was, <clears throat> it's older. It's, it was released 2016, published by Kriegel. Um, it's a book mainly about uh, trauma and life's really hard places uh, written for women. Mm-hmm. Um, we wanted to make it really accessible because um, uh, I speak in prisons a lot and that's really my 
my heart. That's my audience. And so, uh, but it's for all women. It's um, taken from a bunch of stories of um, trauma and hopelessness and hope and redemption. And, um, mm -hmm. and it's a love, it's a letter to God. That's kind of like an attitude, like, you know, where were you when someone was killing my kid? Where were you when my daughter was murdered? And then God responding with just love and answering those things. It's sort of like um, Jesus calling with an attitude, as we like to say. So <laughs> That's awesome. That's so good. And I think that question of why is so abundant in all of our hearts, men, women alike, and trying to un understand that. And I love that you responded with love because even his love is bigger than our wildest imaginations. And he's constantly revealing and unveiling that to us. And so that doesn't mean that we get the crystal clear answer of where were you when that happened or why right. did it happen? But instead it allows you to lean further into him on faith and on hope and on understanding that his arms are stronger than any arms you've been within. And he loves you that much. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, it's good. This has been a great conversation and I'd like people to be able to find you, Tamara. So where can they find you if they want to connect with you and where can they get your material or your, maybe I'm prophesying your next book. Oh yeah. Come on, <laughs> sister. I'm going to TamaraAndress.com and I tell people I get the boring version from my mom. It's just T-A-M-R-A, not Tamara. So uh. Tamara. <laughs> and Tamara.Andress on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and Pinterest and all the things. Um, but I'll, I'll show up mostly on, on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to DM me, I would love to chat. I'd love to get to know you. It's me. I don't have other people doing those things because I think it's important as a community builder to show up in that, in that space. That's great. Um, I'm right there with you doing a lot of this on my own. And so if you could leave the guests or the listening audience with one thing, what would you like to say to them? What's your greatest impact that you hope to have or what, whatever you want to say? Uh, I always like to change it from when other people ask that question, because I feel like this is an opportunity, right? To change something different. Um, I think ultimately, You've had it before you were born. Your it factor. Mm -hmm. You've had it before you were born. Mm -hmm. So stop searching everywhere outside, outside. Mm -hmm. and look inside. And look inside. And it comes back to that. It's full circle. You know, Jesus said, if you abide in me and I abide in you, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. And so whatever is in the vine is within us and we're the branches that are grafted to him. There's healing in the vine. There's wisdom in the vine. There's joy in the vine. There's creativity in the vine. You will never run out of ideas or creativity. You'll never run out of joy, enthusiasm, energy, happiness, passion, because it's in the vine. And if you stay in the vine, it's all inside of you. So I hope you'll take that word today, sisters, and that you will run with it. Um, and please make yourself available to Tamara. Drop her a line, writer. Write us to Dawn Scott Damon. Oh, Wanda, where do Dawn? Uh, okay, so you can find Dawn at dawnscottdamon.com, okay. um, freedomgirlsisterhood.com, and um, 
I guess if you want an email address, what about Don Shrive Church TV or yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? Where can they find you? Oh, uh, ptsdperspectives.org. That's ptsd perspectives.org. All right. Yep. Well, sisters, it's been great to be with you today. I hope you have an amazing day, everyone listening. This is Pastor Don Scott Damon, your freedom coach, saying it's freedom time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. Like us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and review us. And if you'd like to leave us a note, find us on the Freedom Girl Sisterhood Facebook page or any social media at Dawn Scott Damon. As always, live a fierce, full, and free life because it's freedom time.